This is Brother Hassan. This is the late night hour. Ujama <laughs> <laughs> plays after dark. <laughs> you you gonna hear us serenade the mics tonight? <laughs> Light your candles and dim the lights down. <laughs> Make sure you get the roses ready for your baby girl. Yeah. Got <laughs> Barry White. <laughs> Oh, no, no, man. <laughs> a Black Man Sketch, a podcast by Ujama Men. Good afternoon, and welcome to Ujama Place's Black Man Sketch. My name is Darnell Baker. I'm behavioral health coach here at Ujama Place, and I'm sitting here with Jessica Fredison. She's a Humphrey Fellowship from Suriname northern part of Brazil. She came to Ujama in September 2019 to observe our program, engage in our program, and, and assist us in any manner she can as she does her fellowship here in Minnesota. Welcome to Ujama Place, Jessica. Thank you, Darnell. Can you tell us a little bit about Suriname, where you come from? Okay, I come from Suriname, which is a country in South America. We are located north of Brazil and between French and British Guyana. We used to be a Dutch colony. We've been independent since 1975. Our official language is Dutch, and we also have our own language called Sradantongo, which means tongue of Suriname. And that's really one um, language that everyone that comes to my country, um, whether it's vacation or even in the prison system where I work, when there are people coming from different countries, that's the first language they learn because it's also easier to learn. And we're a very multicultural country as well. Okay. So when you came to Ujama Place, what uh, drew you to us? Uh, what, what, how, did you, how did you cross paths with us, Ujama Place? So initially, um, I went to the Minnesota State Fair last year, and I met Commissioner Harrington there. And I asked him about um, different places, different organizations I could uh, get in contact with to learn more about um, programs here in um, the Twin Cities. And he connected me with the DOC, and he also connected me with uh, Mr. Sanders here at Ujama. And I had a little conversation with him, maybe once or twice, and just the energy of the place and the work that Ujama does, that all drew me in, and I started volunteering. And for instance, I went to uh, the Selby Jazz Fest in September, and I sat in the booth um, from Ujama and helped to tell people about the work that Ujama does. Awesome, thank you. Um, have you been involved with any specific program? I, let me speak for my uh, as the wellness coach, um, and I, I appreciate all the help you've done um, since you've been here. Uh, you've complete engagement with the men. Uh, the young men need that perspective, um, not only just of. Uh, a black woman, but a woman from another country, and has a whole different perspective of things that some of these young brothers have never heard of. Um, do you find any difficulties in working with this population that you've been with? Um, actually, no, because, um, like I mentioned before, I work in the prison system in my country. I'm a social worker, and I work with adult men and women. So it's um, some very similar to. Um, the groups I work with uh, back in my country. But of course, it's the, I think the challenges that they face here are more um, 
are quite different from um, what young men um, of color experience in my country. Um, it's a very marginalized population here. There are so many struggles, so many challenges. And um, so it's somewhat similar, but still quite different uh, working with uh, the young men here um, at Ujama. Okay. And it's definitely confirming that poverty, uh, marginalization is all across the world. Um, right now, I'd like to ask you about you know, the adjustments that come from COVID. Um, as you've been here present with Ujamaa Place and uh, COVID has put restrictions across the world, um, well, let alone just here in St. Paul with Ujamaa Place, how has COVID restrictions impacted your fellowship here with us? Um, how have you seen it? We've gone through that, how we worked through that, uh, some of those COVID things and how it's impacted you, how, how your experience has been through this COVID. Thank you. So, um I'm part of the Hubert Humphrey Fellowship Program, an international program um, by the Department of State. It's, at, it's administered by the International Institute of Education. And um, it's for mid-career professionals to come to the US to learn about different systems here. We get to network and we can also do, uh, take non-degree graduate level courses. And, um, but the biggest part of our fellowship is to go out and network, to meet people, to, to go to conferences, to go to um, workshops, seminars, to be engaged with people. So the COVID pandemic has put um, a big halt you know, on that. Um, of course, it has impacted everyone. Everyone's life has changed because of that. But especially for us fellows, um, all the things we enjoyed doing, going out there, meeting new people. I even got to do some um, tours of some of the correctional facilities here in Minnesota, um, like Shakopee and Fairwalt. Um, it just put a halt to all of that. And I had just started my professional affiliation with Ujama in March when all of this happened. And I was very excited to get to know the young men in the program, to support them, to do one-on-one -on -one coaching with them. And unfortunately, because of the pandemic, all that changed. Everything had to change to um, virtual learning, virtual environment. And that made it quite difficult for me to really engage with the um, participants here um, because you can have a better relationship coaching relationship with someone if you're actually doing it face to face Amen. and um, so for me to get started with that was pretty much impossible because it's it's difficult to, yes. to have the first interaction be on the computer and then um, build a trusting relationship in that way um, but I was very fortunate to be allowed to be part of staff meetings and coaching meetings to see how Ujama um, learned to adjust to this new normal, this virtual learning, virtual everything. Um, and it impacted, of course, staff and the participants. Uh, but it's been, it's been quite a journey um, to see how um, everyone from Ujama adapted to this new normal and for myself, like I said, in the beginning, it was very difficult because Sujama was still trying to figure out how to do all of this. And I had to, I was pretty much just an observer 
a bystander at that point. I really couldn't engage in anything. Um, and I accepted that. And I, I understood that. Um, and you know, it, was, it was a challenge. But I liked learning alongside everyone else um, to see how to adapt to this new normal. And I'm happy to say that, uh, for instance, the classes that I've been able to teach with you, um, the men's group, um, getting some of the young men engaged in um, this, this, little, this virtual class and having them talk about their feelings and emotions, different, uh, different things that they face in their daily life, um, the different things that have been, have been happening here um, specifically in Minnesota as well. Um, been, it's been a journey and a good learning experience. I was going to say, uh, I can say, I know it's been real difficult with the remote learning, trying to adjust to whatever the new norm is, and I'm sure there's new norms to come. Um, so we do thank you. Um, you've also took a trip with us up to Duluth uh, to celebrate the 100 years of, of the lynchings uh, on June 15th. Um, we've had the George Floyd murder, uh, the protests, all that go on while you've been here in our great state of Minnesota. Do you, do you have any thoughts and feelings about all that? Um, it, it was a very shocking experience. Um, I've seen things on television before years ago about things that have happened here in the U.S. Um, with murders um, perpetrated by police officers on people of color and it was very shocking for me to be in the midst of it all. Um, the George Floyd murder, to see the videos, and I've been to the memorial as well on 38. Um, just to see the outpouring of support by the community. Um, I've been part of one of the protests um, as well. So um, it's... At some point, you know, there are no words that can really express um, what goes through your mind, what you feel. Um, but I do know in the beginning I was extremely frustrated, extremely angry, um, just very confused. And um, to be in the midst of it all, to, re to have my eyes really open to the overt racism that's going on in the U.S. Um, I've known that it existed, but never really paid much, much attention to it. And now, with all this that's been going on, it really opened my eyes. And actually, one day, um, after I went to a protest, I was walking on, I think, Grand Avenue, and I saw two police officers with about maybe two or three um, white officers sitting in there. And for the first time in my life, I got scared. And I walked really fast, minding my own business, but I was scared. And um, I also noticed people on the street, um, when they pass you by, all of a sudden they start acting really nice and saying hello. And it has made me feel really uncomfortable. So, um, yeah, this, this was unexpected. First COVID, and then the George, George Floyd murders, and all the other murders that have been happening, um, you know, Breonna Taylor. Um, it's, yeah, 
it's just shocking and um, frustrating and I love the U.S. My heart really just hurts for everything that's happening here. And I do hope all these protests and um, talks and meetings that are happening, that they will actually bring about real change now. Because it's time. It's time for change to happen. Um, these things have been going on for far too long, and it's just holding back so many people. I see that in the young men here. Uh, that come you to Ujama, the things they're struggling with, um, they need their fair chance too. And to be able to build, to get all the support that they need, and to be able to, one thing I, I think that's really missing is their chance to actually be able to have their own property, you know, their own house, um, for them to get those chances, yes. their own businesses, for them to see that they they matter too. Thank you. Thank you for spending your entire summer with us in spring and, and all you brought to Ujamaa Place. Um, I know more than anything from George Floyd's murder, um, the COVID-19 uh, really exemplifies how much Ujamaa is needed uh, with the population that we serve. It's, it's very important for us to be present for them. So thank you for your time. and. Uh, Ujama on, baby. Thank you. I've been really blessed to have been part of Ujama, and I'll actually always be part of the Ujama family. Oh, yes, you will. This is Brother Hassan. This is the late night hour. <laughs> <laughs> Ujama plays after dark. <laughs> you you going to hear us serenade the mics tonight? <laughs> Light your candles and dim the lights down. <laughs> Make sure you get the roses ready for your baby girl. Yeah. You got very white. <laughs> oh, no, no, man. <laughs> A Black Man Sketch. A podcast by Ujama Men. <laughs>